0: You're listening to the Bridges Nashville podcast. Bridges is a house church movement meeting in homes all across Music City. To find a house church near you or to find other ways to support or get involved, go to bridgesnashville.com. Well, thank you for joining us for our living room service online during a house church week. Now, listen, whether you've been a part of Bridges Nashville since the very beginning or if you're just now jumping in and joining our church family, let me just tell you, this is one of the most exciting seasons we have ever had as a church. As we're walking through a season of shifting, we've got new momentum, fresh vision, and fresh life. On April 3rd, I announced to the church that I'm gonna be stepping down as our lead pastor and stepping in to a new season that God has been revealing here lately. It's a season of worship ministry where I'm gonna be focusing on full-time writing, some traveling, speaking, recording, I've got a worship podcast that comes out uh, this summer, as well as a new book on worship that comes out later this year. Now, on the flip side of that, as a church, we've been walking through this process with our board of elders and our leadership to find the right next lead pastor for Bridges Church, and I'm so excited to announce that our vote came through. It was unanimous for Pastor Adonis Lindsay. Now, you've heard him preach a few times by this point but I'm so excited for you guys to get to know him and his family a little bit more in this next season as a church body. We've known the Lenzies for 14 years, and they've always been an incredible voice of friendship and faith in our lives. They've been in this Nashville area for about 20 years now, and uh, I know that the best is yet to come for us, for the Lenzies and for Bridges Nashville. Now listen, when I'm here in Nashville and I'm not traveling on the road, you're gonna be seeing my family and our faces plenty at Bridges because we still call Bridges our home church. We love you guys and we love our staff team. They've been incredible in this entire process. We can sense that God is doing something special in this new season of Bridges Nashville. And so that's gonna be the focal point of today's message. I wanna talk about the principle of seasons. You know, it's funny, isn't it? I think Christians are probably the only people group who use the word season to mean something other than a weather change, right? And we look at our lives in stages and in seasons. And a lot of this idea comes out of the book of Ecclesiastes, which was written by none other than the wisest man of all time, King Solomon. And here's what it says in Ecclesiastes 3 verse 1. It says, there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. And then the next seven verses describe different types of seasons. Listen, there are times for uh, action and seasons of waiting. There are seasons of remaining and seasons of change. Lately, it feels like, especially in my conversation with other believers, I've just noticed a lot of shifting at large in the body of Christ. Uh, People have been feeling God stirring them up to take bold steps of faith and action. And that's where my family is. That's where Pastor Adonis and his family are at. And I would venture to say that's probably where a few of you watching today and listening are at. You know, when I had just graduated from college, I was dating Sarah, trying to figure life out. And I heard a message Uh, one Sunday at a church that stuck with me throughout the years. Now, I can't even remember the name of the preacher who delivered the sermon, but I know he was preaching on the story of Joseph and he talked about three different types of seasons. See, he categorized Joseph's journey into these three seasons as it pertains to the word of the Lord in your life. This relates to your purpose, your passion, or maybe there's simply a dream that God has put in your heart. Three seasons. Number one, season of the word received, the season of the word tested, and the season of the word fulfilled. Now, these three seasons can also be related to a seed. You know, a seed is planted in the ground, then it's watered, and eventually it grows into the plant that it was destined to become the whole time. Life is seeds and seasons. So let's look at the story of Joseph, right? little context here. You've got Abraham, the father of the faith. Abraham has Isaac. Isaac has Jacob and Esau. And Jacob had 12 sons who basically become the 12 tribes of Israel. And that is the main foundation for the people of God and the stories of the Old Testament. And out of Jacob's 12 sons, he definitely plays favorites because his wife, Rachel, who he loved more than his other wives, her firstborn is Joseph. And Joseph is definitely Uh, the teacher's pet, right? And you know that Jacob gives Joseph a coat of many colors. And while a multicolored jacket sounds like bad fashion to me, maybe in that day and age, it was kind of like Gucci. Whatever it was, uh, his brothers are definitely jealous of him. And in Genesis chapter 37, a 17-year-old Joseph, he has a couple of dreams and he decides to tell his brothers about these dreams in which metaphorically, they're all bowing down to him and Joseph is in a position of power. They don't like it. And so a little bit later, and his brothers are out shepherding in the fields, and Joseph is on his way out to those fields, and they decide, let's kill him. But then one brother convinces the others, hey, let's not kill him, let's just sell him into slavery. Not sure that's a whole lot better. But Joseph gets sold as a slave, and he eventually winds up in Potiphar's house. Potiphar loves Joseph, but Potiphar's wife has the hots for Joseph. And when she realizes she can't have Joseph, she falsely accuses him of rape, and he lands in prison for 13 years. Time and time goes by, and eventually a couple of uh, Pharaoh's officials, a cupbearer and a baker, end up in prison themselves, and they hear about Joseph, who has this reputation of interpreting dreams, and so they have a couple dreams, they tell Joseph, and he interprets them. One's good, one's not so good, And both of these interpretations come true and the cupbearer makes it out of prison and he's restored to his royal position. But he forgets about Joseph. Two years later, a pharaoh has a dream. The cupbearer remembers Joe in prison, calls him out, and Joseph interprets Pharaoh's dream. And then suddenly, 13 years later, Joseph is elevated to second in command of all of Egypt. And his teenage dream literally comes true when his brothers come to Egypt to buy grain and they bow down to the brother they once sold into slavery. Okay, that's kind of the Cliff Notes version, but I think that will suffice for today. I want to look at the story of Joseph through the lens of three seasons that I just described to you. Word Received. Now, if you have a God dream in your heart, whether it's ministry-oriented or relationship-oriented, maybe it's goal-oriented, listen to me. Be careful who you tell your dream to. Not everyone wants to see your dreams come true. You will have supporters and haters, uh, champions and critics. Have you ever gotten information about something and you wanted so bad just to tell everyone in your circle you wanted to share it, but you knew that you needed to wait on it. You know, oftentimes when we get this word from the Lord, we're in this season of the word received, and he begins to reveal his plan for our lives. We want to jump right out and make things happen. We want to make moves just like Joseph did when he tells his brothers about his dream. But sometimes you just need to hold the word in your heart. You know, I love the Christmas story and you see the shepherds, they show up to Bethlehem and uh, they go everywhere telling the news about Jesus and sharing what the angels had told them about Jesus. But I love Luke 2, verse 19 says, but Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. She just kind of sat on it and thought about things for a while. And just like with Jesus, who took almost 30 years before he stepped into his public ministry, sometimes it takes a while for the word to marinate. See, usually the season of the word received means a waiting period. One of the biggest mistakes in this first season of receiving a dream from the Lord, one of the biggest mistakes we can make is to try to make something happen on our own. God's timing. It's always on time. We can never speed his plan up, Sometimes we can slow it down, right? Uh, we have to trust in His timing. And with trust comes the assurance that God will do what He says He'll do. God is great at lining things up. Now, this isn't just an excuse to sit back on your hands and do nothing. You know the drill. A work like it depends on you. Pray like it depends on God. But listen close. There's a difference in being a good steward of this dream by working on it or trying to make it happen in your own strength by striving. Now, good things come to those who wait. Even those stories that often appear as overnight successes, they usually have years of backstory and hard work that no one sees or knows about. On August 29th, 1997, Mark Randolph and Reed Hastings had a dream called Netflix. Now, it started out in the early days as an online DVD rental service. They tried actually selling their entire business to Blockbuster in the year 2000 for $50 million. Blockbuster turned them down. Uh, The execs actually thought Netflix was a joke. After the meeting, uh, they walked out and made up their mind to never give up, that they would eventually become the kings of movie rentals. Well, you know the story. And I bet some of you don't even remember a time where Blockbuster video stores were in every city. Today, uh, Netflix has over 200 million subscribers and it's worth over $170 billion trust the process. Dreams take time. Culture may move quickly, but the kingdom often moves at the speed of a seed. Noah spent 120 years between his calling to build an ark and when the flood actually hit. Abraham and Sarah had to wait well until their senior citizen uh, status was established before they had their son. Moses spent 40 years on the backside of a desert before leading the Exodus. David had over 10 years that he spent on the run from Saul before he actually became king. And Paul, who we talked about a couple weeks ago, he had his Damascus encounter. Then he spends three years in the desert where the Holy Spirit filled him with everything that he would need. And Joseph had a 13 year delay on his dream, as we just learned. So you gotta trust God in his perfect timing in that first season, the season of the word received. Now the second season, the word tested. This is where it gets fun. Said no one ever, right? In the season of testing, everything feels like it's against you. But when you're following Jesus, empowered by his Holy Spirit, every setback is just a setup for a comeback. It's in the trials and in the testing that we're being shaped and formed for our future. I love James 1, 2 through 4. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete needing nothing. Waiting is never wasted. Trials are not trivial. See, when David was tested from his anointing to his appointing, he was being formed as a warrior, as a leader. He was a king long before he ever took that crown. When Noah was building the ark, all of those years and years, people coming by and jeering him, mocking him, making fun of him, Noah was building endurance for what would be a long cruise on an ark. I rarely enjoy taking a test. In life, it's not fun to walk through trials. But trust me, God won't give you something that he hasn't prepared you to handle. It's in the testing that God builds our trusting. I wanna let you know today that you can be successful even in a season of testing. In fact, it's that success in the test that will get you to your next season. Dreams aren't just some far-off destination. Dreams are a journey. God's more concerned with who you're becoming than simply where you're going. Back to the story of Joseph. He, he never lost his integrity in the testing. No, he only built more character. See, there were plenty of times where uh, Joseph could have compromised and taken the easy route out, but that would have jeopardized his character. He could have easily compromised with Potiphar's wife. You know, that one decision to maintain his integrity cost him 13 years of his life, but compromise costs so much more. God shapes you in the testing. Let me make it personal. You know, these last five years have brought challenges in in our lives that I would not have faced had we not said yes to church planting and pastoring. But let me promise you this, God has taught me things during these five years, during this journey, that will shape the way I think about faith and church and discipleship for the rest of my life. Just last week, I had an amazing opportunity to shoot a, a video interview with Worship Leader Magazine. It's gonna air sometime later this summer. The questions that I was asked, well, I was able to answer those, not just through the lens of being a worship leader, but as a lead pastor that's had an opportunity to walk through some desert seasons. The season of testing is always for a reason. It's like Pastor Adonis reminded us of Jesus' words last, uh, last week at Easter. He said, these things needed to happen. Okay, so how do you survive in a season of testing? Choose worship over worry. Worship is what I've built my life on, not just as a songwriter and a worship leader, but as a follower of Jesus. I have this simple phrase that's helped guide me in the testing seasons of life, in those moments of uh, the storm and the battle where you feel like you're walking through the fire, worship through hardship. When you feel like you've got no strength, worship. When you feel like you don't have any direction, worship. When you feel like you're all alone in this life, worship through hardship. Hey, take some time today and read Acts 16, verses 25 to 33. Paul and Silas, they're in chains And yet they respond with prayer and worship. They were in a jail cell and they worshiped through hardship. And it not only set them free, but it broke everyone else's chains in the prison. You know, sometimes the way you worship in a storm will bring about somebody else's deliverance. The way that you react uh, to hard times as a follower of Jesus, that's going to be a testimony to somebody who may not yet know Jesus. Acts 16 uh, Paul and Silas's midnight worship led to the jailer and his entire family coming to faith. The very person who was the oppressor in this situation was now surrendering his life. Isn't it interesting that the jailer was physically free, but spiritually enchained? And Paul and Silas, well, they're physically enchained, but their spirits were free. Worship through hardship. Never let your current circumstance dictate how you worship God, because he's always worthy of of our praise. Now I don't know if Joseph had any midnight worship jam sessions during those 13 years he spent in prison, but we do know this, he remained faithful, which led him to his third season, the season of the word fulfilled. Now this is where it gets good. This is where the seed blooms. I love the Chinese bamboo tree. It's not only one of the coolest looking trees in the plant kingdom, but did you know That Chinese bamboo has the strength of steel bamboo is used in construction on floors and and roofs Uh, you can use it to make clothing bicycles and we even have a friend here in nashville who uses bamboo to make toothbrushes for children in third world countries bamboo is safe to eat it can even be used as a deodorant now that sounds a little painful to me i might not try that one out but when the seed of a chinese bamboo tree is planted watered and nurtured, Uh, nothing happens on the outside for the first year. You know, bamboo farmers have literally nothing tangible to show them that their work is paying off, right? Year one, two, three, even four years go by. But then on year five, something miraculous happens. The bamboo tree suddenly sprouts and grows 80 feet, get this, in six weeks. It's after that seed is planted and watered and that waiting period, that preparation period, then finally the plant is able to bloom and grow. The dream, the word, the promise will be fulfilled if you stay faithful. Isaiah 55, 11, My word that proceeds from my mouth will not return to me empty, but it will accomplish what I please and it will prosper where I send it. Fulfillment is that sweet spot. It's coming to the promised land, when you're walking in your purpose and your calling. But hey, just remember that even when the Israelites finally got to the promised land, there were still battles to be fought. So when you arrive at the season of the word being fulfilled, your dream is finally realized. Just remember that the same God who brought you to that place is the God who will get you to whatever is next. I wanna remind you, there's always another step with God He never just takes the gas off, right? There's always another season that he's preparing you for. He will order your footsteps if you walk in righteousness. Psalm 37, 23, one of my favorites. The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. Life moves in seasons and seeds. There's always a future and a hope with God. Nearly five years ago, we moved to Nashville to plant Bridges Church. We first received that dream back in 2017. And then you could definitely call the pandemic a season of testing. And here we are, seeing the Lord move in power to fulfill our assignment. As we prepare for fresh vision and wait with anticipation to see what God has planned next for Bridges. Hey, I am the biggest cheerleader right now for our church. Remember what I shared on uh, April 3rd? Life has a few different types of races. There's those sprints for the shorter assignments. There's marathons for that lifelong call. And then there's those relay races where you hand the vision, you hand the baton of a dream to the next runner. And that's where we are. So as a church, let's step into this next season with a holy anticipation. Three seasons. Season of the word received, the season of the word tested, and the season of the word fulfilled. Thanks for listening to the Bridges Nashville podcast. To stay up to date on everything going on at Bridges, you can find us online at facebook.com slash Bridges Nashville or at Bridges Nashville on Instagram.